Hey there, fantasy football fans. It is time for Unsportsmanlike Commentary's Week 7 Picks of the Top Fantasy Positions. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good. <clears throat> voice is a, voice a little hoarse from yeah. our recording last night about the Week 7 matchups, and I have a little bit of a headache still from it, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good, bud. <laughs> It got a little, it got a little tense last night when we were talking about, especially that second half of that podcast. We we, we couldn't agree more on everything in the first half of the podcast. Yeah, we sounded like best friends. Yeah, the first, yeah, which I mean, which minutes. we are obviously. You know, we're not, but we okay. Are. But we uh, in the second half of the podcast had some disagreements and led to some arguments. Uh, if you go to our Twitter page at Unsport Comments. I actually uh, posted about one of our arguments and uh, would like to hear from you guys to see who you guys think is correct. Is it me or is it Tyler? So let us know L- what you listen think. to. Listen to that portion of the podcast and hear my reasoning and understand mm-hmm. why I'm right. And this bald motherfucker is an idiot. Right. Uh, it's at the one thirty two mark. I believe the one hour, 32 minute mark of the podcast is where you can listen in on, uh, on that conversation. And uh Get some perspective on why I'm actually the correct one, and and you are the one that uh, is higher than Duck Pussy. As we'll see. We'll, like we'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow. But we're we're here to talk some fantasy rankings. We are. We are. So we're gonna, as always, start with the quarterbacks, and let's just go by your list. We're gonna do top twelve today. So why don't you uh, go ahead and hit me with what your top twelve list is? All right. <clears throat> I got Russell Wilson at one. Uh huh. I got Kyler Murray at two, Mahomes at three, Josh Allen at four, Aaron Rodgers at five, Matt Ryan at six, Deshaun Watson at seven, Matt Stafford at eight, Justin Herbert at nine, Ben Roethlisberger at 10, Brady at 11, and I have Drew Brees at 12. And there's a part of me that wishes I'm leaving him at 12. Fuck it. Okay. So we agree on the first two. I got Wilson at one and Kyler Murray at two. Mm-hmm. After that, our lists get a bit, quite a bit different. Actually. All right, let me, let me hear. Let me so hear. number three, I got Deshaun Watson. Oh, uh, obviously, of I course, know of course. You this did. obviously goes okay. back to last night. We talked about okay. it. My upset pick of the week is Whatever. Houston Go. over Green Bay. For Moving that to on. happen, Deshaun Watson is going to have to have a big game. Moving right? on. Number four, I have Aaron Rodgers. Number five, I have Josh Allen. At number six, I have Matt Ryan. Okay. Uh, he's got a great matchup there. Number seven, I like Matt Stafford a lot. I think that's going to be a very competitive game. Number eight, Patty Mahomes, which is wow. quite a bit lower than a lot of people have him. The uh, the consensus rankings, uh, going by the Fantasy Football Pros website, has him at number two. I just don't see this being a great matchup for him. Look, Mahomes is been a little bit of a boomer bust player this season. He has two finishes in the top one. He has two finishes outside the top 10. He's had one finish at number 10 and one finish at number seven, right? What has happened? What has been consistent in the times that he's finished number one within the top five, right? It has been that he played against the Ravens and the Raiders. The Ravens was a big hyped matchup game. He showed up for it. The Raiders beat the Chiefs and made him have to throw and made him have to really, really earn it. I don't see the Broncos being, one, that much of a hype game for them. Two, 
there's no way they're going to push them like the Raiders did. The Broncos couldn't even score a touchdown last week. They, they made 18 points on six field goals. All right, this isn't going to be a game where Patrick Mahomes is going to be out there slinging it. This is going to be a game where Patrick Mahomes has done what he's done in four out of six games. He's going to manage the game very well. He's going to have a good day. Don't get me wrong. But I don't have him being a top five quarterback this week. I don't. You don't see there being any hype, even though they're on the road and it's a divisional game. Sure, sure. It's <clears throat> on the road, divisional game, that – no, it's not. It's not the same as when they were losing to the Raiders, or the same as the big marquee matchup with the Ravens. I think Kansas City has a little bit of, of a symptom of where they don't necessarily get up for every opponent. They have certain games in the year they're going to get up for more, and those are the ones that Patty Mahomes seems to be playing because he has not finished inside the top five except for in those two games. I mean, I get it. I get it. The Broncos didn't score a touchdown last week, but I wouldn't be sleeping. I'm this team got a little bit of extra, got a little bit of extra swag coming into this week playing at home after beating the New England Patriots on the road. Right. I'm also saying that I I could see this being a week. But when you look at all the other quarterbacks that are above him, the other seven that I listed, and the matchups that they have, this could very well be a week where Patty Mahomes throws for. 250 yards and three touchdowns and is still the number eight quarterback. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I can see it. Um, I mean, the biggest discrepancy in our list that b- between us is, is Patrick Mahomes. Everyone else that you listed in the top eight, I haven't in the top eight. It's just flipped. Well, I know we had De- Deshaun. We also saw Deshaun Watson, but I think you had Deshaun at seven, seven. Yeah. I, you've got him at three because right. you put all your eggs in the basket that, this is going to be a fucking upset win for the fucking Houston Texans, which is wrong, but whatever. That's fine. They're your rankings. I can't tell you what to do. All right. So you had Mahomes at eight. Right. At nine, okay. I had Cam Newton. At 10, Justin Wow. Herbert. What? Yeah. How? Yeah. You don't like that? No. No. Okay. He's not in my top 12. He would barely scrape out the top 15 for me. Mm-hmm. He's not my sleeper pick. He's also not my bust. So I believe he's right. I have him pretty much right where the experts have him. Uh, maybe a touch higher, maybe a slot or two higher. And the reason why is I look at San Francisco and I look at their, their edge rushing and their edge protection. And I just don't see it. That's where they're hurting the most on defense. And that is where Cam Newton's going to attack the most on offense. Yeah, He's going okay. to attack them at their most vulnerable position, I think. So I do like uh, Cam Newton's matchup against San Francisco. Okay, it's not just it, – there's not two out of the 11 people on the defensive side of the ball that have a responsibility to m- keep an eye on a mobile quarterback, okay? Like, right, yeah, they're, those, they're, they're those two guys are the ones that make that initial read, right? And yeah, That initial sure. read is the difference between getting positive yardage consistently and not. And I'm not saying like 10 yards every time. I'm talking about the difference between getting three yards positive versus two yards in the backfield. You're also you're you're leaving out one of the smartest fucking linebackers for the 49ers who commands that defense. Like, yeah, they are broken, but they have Fred Warner is arguably one of their most important pieces on defense. He is not hurt. He is gutting and willing this fucking defense every week in and every week out. He's I'm sorry, and I don't I don't believe Cam Newton as a fucking uh, a, a top 12 passing option either this week uh, or any week to, to be totally honest, his mechanics looked 
completely out of whack last week. And he also has no receivers that can hang on to the fucking ball. So yeah, no, he's not a top 15. He's not a top 12 play for me. I think he's going to be able to get some damage done on the ground. See. Yeah, I do. Uh, his quarterback finishes so far. He's had one week where he's finished outside the top 12. He finished 28th in week three. He's been the number six, number two, and number 11 quarterback. And it's because he gets it done on the ground. I don't see he, it. I see he's had at least two games of 75 yards rushing. I think this is going to be his third game of 75 yards rushing. Moving on, my number 10 quarterback, Justin Herbert. Number yeah. 11, Big Ben. Number 12, Tom Brady. And that was a tough one. It was between Brady and Tannehill. I gave the edge to Brady. Uh, yeah, Tannehill's matchup with Pittsburgh is just mm-hmm. – it's a little hard for me to put too much faith there. Drew Brees, I, he's rated at number 14 in the expert rankings. I see him as being one of my bust play, picks this week. I think that the Saints are going to rely a lot on the ground game to get this win this week. Well – I mean, you're right, and I did I did all this shit on Thursday, and <clears throat> Thursday they still had Michael Thomas, who hadn't been ruled out yet. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't on the COVID list. Benny Fowler wasn't out with a shoulder injury. Like they are fucking, they're hurting on the receipt in the on the receiving end. Right. Um, but I think <sighs> making the choice not to take him out of the twelve, which I mean, fuck it. I'll roll with it. Um, Excuse me. What helps is what what you could make a case is that, yes, they they rely on the running game a lot, but they rely on they're especially going to rely in on the running back position this week. Um, And Kamara is more of a receiver in that offense than he is a, a running back. Latavius Murray's at least at least splitting touches with him every week right um so i think you know screen passes little little halfback angles to kamara could save and possibly provide drew Brees enough points to find himself in the top 12 i think there's a path for drew Brees finishing in that 10 to 15 range yeah but there is also a very real possibility he finishes outside the top 15 especially sure. if uh Taysom hill if they decide that they they like uh you know, doing some of those gimmicky plays. Cause I think a team that struggles against the run like Carolina, they're going to, they're going to throw Hill out there at least a few times throughout the game, especially if they get into the red zone, sure. you're going to see some appearances from him. Um, I also had Mahomes as a bit of a bust because I mean, look, I, I don't think he's going to have a bad game. I just don't think he's going to finish inside the top five. I, we already talked about this. He's rated as the number two. I have him as the number eight. So technically that would be considered bust if you're going by where the experts have him in their rankings. Yeah. But that being said, who are your busts for this week? I, I have one, and you okay. already brought him up. Ryan Tannehill. Um, he, he's got he's gonna have his hands full this week. Yeah. Uh, especially if you know the Steelers front seven with T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree. If they can limit Derrick Henry, it's going to drastically affect this passing game. Now we brought it up. <clears throat> we brought it up yesterday when we were talking about this game that. Since the start of 2019, 47% of their passing yards, the Titans speaking, mm-hmm. 47% of their passing yards have come off of play action. So that's almost right. half. If you can limit Derrick Henry and take the play action out of – if you can take the play action game out of their offensive scheme, 
-hmm. you're taking away half of their playbook. Right. Good news for good news for Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Tannehill owners is that AJ Brown and Johnny Smith are both trending in the right direction. AJ Brown yes. had a full practice in, uh, yesterday, so he is. We were talking about him possibly being out. It does look like he's going to suit up. Are they going to be 100%? Obviously, we don't know that, but there is a, a very good possibility that his top two receiving options are suiting up. This could be a game where he still has a decent, a decent showing offensively, but he's gonna. I don't see him having a flawless game. I see this if he has to be relied on to make plays, he's gonna probably have a one or two picks. Yeah. Or you know a forced fumble, something along those lines. He might still get two or three touchdowns, but uh, it's there's a floor for him for sure. I think there's definitely a safe floor for him, but the ceiling to me is pretty capped. Yeah, and. We'll see, man. I'm really interested to watch this game. I'm I'm really excited to watch this game. It should be a great game. It's yeah. And who knows? Maybe like it turns out to be be a shootout. These things do happen. Sleepers, who you got? I got Joe Burrow. I can see that. Burrow in week two, again when they played Cleveland the first time, uh, arguably had his not even arguably had his best fantasy performance. Mm -hmm. He had. 316 yards passing, three touchdowns. He had the one fumble lost, but right. I mean, you you'll take a 25 point stat line from a guy who's not necessarily the experts ranking him in the top in the top 12. Right. Um, I think that right now he's rated at. Let me see here. Uh, Joe Burrow is he even in the top 20. Uh, he should be. I don't understand why he wouldn't. Mm. I know oh, there he is he's <clears throat> at 15 he's right at 15 yeah Which I don't I, think that's a terrible ranking for him but I, I agree he has a solid shot at being yeah. inside, right around that top 10 mark this uh, it, this week you look over the last couple of games right like he's got he has a solid chemistry with Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. um I mean T. obviously Higgins too. T Higgins yeah. uh obviously they're going to be hurting a little bit in the ground game uh, with Joe Mixon being ruled out, but Giovanni Bernard has been a capable guy to step in and fill that role when he's needed to be sure. in Cincinnati. Um, sure. But also, Burrow is starting to gain a little bit of of a rapport with with AJ Green. Um, AJ Green, I think he turned out his best fa- fantasy performance last week where I think he had like eight catches for like 70 something yards. So he, AJ green looks like he's starting to turn the corner back possibly to the AJ green of old. Um, Well, I mean, at least a a, a form of itself. I don't think we're ever going to see that dominant number 18 ever again. Um, Yeah. I like, I like Joe Burrow here in this spot. If you have Joe Burrow as a streaming, if you're looking for streaming options, Joe Burrow's there. I think he's definitely worth a play against a Cleveland team that has not been particularly stout against the pass. Mm-hmm. A couple other sleepers that I identified, I got Teddy Bridgewater. I think mm-hmm. that he's rated yeah. at number 18 currently. I, I think he has a very easy, a very good chance of being top 12, especially against a New Orleans team where he's going to have to pass the ball. I don't really see a game script where they're going to be very successful against a very run def- a very good run defense. So, I do think that uh, they're going to be behind, and I think they're going to have to pass the ball uh, 
it should open up some things, especially for Mike Davis, who is a big, big part of their offense. Like you were saying earlier, sometimes, you know, with Kamara, I think the same thing is going to be true on the other side of the ball. Uh, look, the Saints are great at stopping the run. They're not so great at stopping the pass. If they're going to get Mike Davis going, it's going to have to be on, on those short passes, on those screen passes, um, looking for him slanting over the middle. So, because I don't see him having a huge success just handing the ball off to Mike Davis. So, uh, you know, I think that a Mike Davis and uh, Teddy Bridgewater pairing this week looks really good. I also uh, think underrated, very underrated this week, rated at number 26 currently, Nick Foles. And this is more of a desperation play. Don't love it. But if there's if the guys we talked about are gone, Nick Foles is not a terrible play, especially considering the guys that are in front of him in the rankings. Uh, like they got, they got Baker Mayfield. They got Kyle Allen, all ahead of Nick Foles. And against the Rams... Not the greatest matchup, but not the worst. And he has finished in the top 20 two out of the four weeks he's played. The other two weeks, he's finished uh, just outside the top 20. Either way, he's, he's gotten at least a floor of 13 fantasy points. If you need 15 fantasy points and you're desperate to have a better option, go with Nichols. Uh, realis- <clears throat> realistically, Foles shouldn't be finding his way into anybody's lineup unless you're in a two-quarterback league. Um, I mean, there's... There's a, there's a lot more talent out there, especially even on the waiver wire than opposed to starting a, a Nick Foles against a Rams defense who you're right. Not a great matchup, but not horrible either. When I'm just saying the- if you're looking at, if you're limited on options, if your team, if you have one of those leagues where guys like to stash quarterbacks and stuff and there's not much there and you're looking at Baker Mayfield or Nick Foles, take Nick Foles, please. I'm not a Baker fan, but I I actually, I would not agree with that take because when you're talking about Nick Foles' matchup, the Rams aren't great defensively at stopping the run. They're number two in passing though. They, they allow the second fewest receiving and passing yards per game. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's more <clears throat> more of a glaring stat because of some of the teams they have faced, like the Giants. Um, but I would, I'd be hard pressed to start Foles over Baker Mayfield when you're looking solely based off the matchups. I understand why Foles is rated below him this week. See, I I, I don't because when you look at how they play, when he how he played against Cincinnati last time in Week Two, arguably his best game of the season. And he still finishes QB 20. And that was, that was at home. I I just, I am not convinced Baker Mayfield is a safe play at in any regard. And his floor is lower than Foles. His ceiling is not quite as high. I, I, I like, I like Foles better on the floor, especially with his floor. That sounded really bad. That sounded horrible. That sounded horrible. Let's, I uh, love Nick. I love Nick Foles' floor. I love being on the floor with Nick Foles. <laughs> the fuck. Oh man. Oh, I think that that pretty much is our sign. It's time. It's time to move on to running backs. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and we'll, can't wait to hear what running backs you like to lay on the floor with. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned, everyone. Running backs coming up next. 
Welcome back, everyone. It is time to talk about the running back position. Now, in the previous weeks, we started off with doing only 10 running backs deep. There was a little miscommunication last week. I thought we were doing 15. You thought we were doing 20. We went ahead and resolved that for you guys, and we are, in fact, doing 20 running back deep this week. So how do you want to do this, Tyler? you want to run through all 20 of them, or do you want to split it like first 10, second 10? Yeah, we can split it like that. We also don't necessarily have to go over each guy. Sure. Because some of these guys, it's kind of a no-brainer. Right. Okay. Um, I got Kamara at one. Mm-hmm. I really don't like where – I don't like – but I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see anyone above him that I would put it to. Even with his shitty matchup, I got Derrick Henry. Kareem Hunt at three, Ezekiel Elliott at four, Chris Carson at five, Mike Davis at six, James Conner at seven, Aaron Jones, I dropped all the way to eight because I had him at three. No, I had Aaron Jones at two this week. But with, given the fact that you know, it's even he, he's trending more to play, it's already, it, 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 it's already kind of been put out to expect that uh, uh, his workload to be a little more limited, a little more Jamal Williams. He started the week as doubtful. It's been upgraded to questionable, trending to play, but still a guy that starts the week at doubtful, he just can't have that much faith in. Um, I have Todd Gurley at nine and then Ronald Jones rounding it up at 10. All right. So a little bit of a, we we do have a little bit of a shakeup in our rankings here. In my top 10, Kamara, number one. Yeah. Hard to argue that one of the best running backs with one of the best matchups mm-hmm. at number two. I put Kareem hunt. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he is the second best matchup you got period in football talent and matchup is all there. I got Zeke at three Carson at four and I slid Derrick Henry all the way to five. I can, I mean, I, I, I can, can see why I can he move up. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, obviously nothing here is concrete, but given the matchups. Yeah. I, I'll take Zeke and Carson over over Henry with Pittsburgh. Sure. I have Aaron Jones at six, although I could see that sliding down further. I, I am I am very questionable about Aaron Jones this week. I'm I'm really not high on him, uh, which is a shame because it wouldn't be he. I think he would be pretty effective against Houston. I got Connor at seven. Tennessee mm-hmm. has really struggled to stop the run this. Uh, this week, and actually, I not now that I'm thinking about it, I would actually probably slide Con- Connor up to six and move Jones down to seven. I got Todd Gurley at eight. I think my surprise move up into my top ten. I got Edward Zolaire. I don't think he's going to have the statistical drop that everyone else is claiming he's going to have. And uh, Mike Davis rounds out my top ten. Okay. I mean, I can see it. Um, I think your argument for Connor is valid. We both have him at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I see much higher floors, though, for guys like Mike Davis and Chris Carson. Um, mostly because there's nobody else for the, especially those two. There's not really anybody else chipping into their workload. Right. Um, and James Conner, I mean, you got you to gotta worry about Benny Snell. Benny Snell's been getting like, Conner's scored four uh, touchdowns in four straight games, but yeah. <clears throat> Benny Snell has 
been he's been featured in some in some goal line he has offensive and it's it's frustrating and i'm gonna go take that a step further too and say against a team like um tennessee where you're playing against derrick henry the best way to stop him is to have the ball to control possession right i think pittsburgh is gonna is going to be playing the possession game this week which means they are gonna be running the ball a lot and that means they will be giving a number of a, a number of handoffs to Benny Snell. You know, James Conner, I know he's more or less their bell back. I, I think that they're going to be relieving him a few times. Benny Snell is going to get upwards of, I think, seven to ten touches. And Conner will probably get at least 20 as well. Uh, but Benny Snell will have, I think, the opportunity to steal a little bit of work from Conner. But I still think Conner is going to get a lot of touches against a very favorable defensive matchup. Well, that's that. That's the frustrating part, especially if you look at Pittsburgh last week. Connor was the bell cow, just carrying carrying the ball all the way down the field, yeah. get it inside the five, and here comes Benny Snell. It's yeah, like and Benny in, yeah. and Benny. Well, no, Benny Snell didn't. I think he may have gotten one, but Connor was, one in, yeah. Connor was able to fucking get one in from the five. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like Benny Snell's like a Mike Tolbert kind of guy where he's a brick shit house and you're just going right. to send him up the fucking middle. No, Benny smells, smells a small guy. Like, but whatever, it's frustrating. I, I, I see your argument for Connor. I feel, I feel better. I think both, I think both of them are fantasy viable backs this week. I think Connor, obviously the better play there, but Benny Snell, um, I think if you're, you're, you're struggling for a flex player, maybe I got Benny. I think, all right, well, we'll get to that later. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, look at – well, let's talk about uh, uh, Edwards Alaire for a second because I know that I moved him to rankings, had him at number 14 consensus. Mm-hmm. I have him in my, I have him in my top 10. I do think he's a bit of a sleeper this week. I know that Denver is not an easy defense to, to run through, but considering how much success they had against Buffalo last week, I do think that the Chiefs are still going to try to run the ball. I know Le'Veon Bell's back there. I know he's going to have some kind of a role. But I don't. I don't think that Kansas City is looking to necessarily diminish Edward Alaire's role. I think they're going to try to keep feeding the ball. Um. Yes. I mean, uh, you can't take a guy in the first round and then start him for six weeks and right. then, oh, here's our shiny new toy in Le'Veon Bell. Okay, well, go sit on the bench, Alaire. Um. But I am of the mindset that he falls out of the top ten. I think his his workload will be cut into enough where he loses potentially loses those six to eight maybe upwards of ten touches where two or three of those he he's snapping it off for for thirty yard chunks. See, um, I really think that against his every natural instinct, Andy Reid is trying to be more reliant on the run this year. I think that they saw Patty Mahomes. Had a few bad knocks last year that almost had him out for an extended time. Thankfully, he was able to bounce back quickly. But I th- I do think they're trying to say, all right, how can, how can we alleviate pressure on Mahomes? How can we make everything easier? How can we have our team healthier going into, uh, with all our skill players, going into the playoffs? So the key to that is is having running back depth and running the yeah. ball. And that's why I think they brought in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think the receivers from Kansas City are going to actually take more of a hit to their fantasy stock overall than Edwards Alaire will. Well, um, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. The, 
Le'Veon Bell will have a portion in the passing game. Um, but realistically, how many passing options are you starting for Kansas City? And it's not so much about the passing options as much as is the philosophy of where of their pass of their play calling. I think they're just going to shift more into a run heavy team. They talk about it all the time. They've never really ever actually done it, but we have seen a couple of games this year where Kansas city has stuck with the run. And the fact that they're bringing in bell might, I think to me signals that they really are trying to stick more to be in a run heavy offense, if nothing else, so that they are healthier and more preserved at the skill positions going into the playoffs. Yeah. See, I don't see Le'Veon bell having, a type of impact on that team to where it's it's affecting Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey more than it is the guy who plays the same exact position as him. Um, I don't know. I he fell out of my top ten. I'm still starting him. Yeah. Okay. In, in every league that I have, I, and there, in only one league have I toyed with the idea of actually benching him to see what happens because I do have better options in Hilaire right now. Right. Um, I, I, I'm going to roll with him and just hope for the best. I would, I'm just, I'm more of the mindset as to like, don't be surprised if he, if he doesn't have a top 10 day, like don't be surprised if his workload gets cut into significantly because I don't know, maybe Le'Veon Bell comes back to his 2016 form. I'm not necessarily convinced he will. Yeah, I don't think he will either. who knows, man? Anything can fucking happen. That's true. So let's go into the second uh, half of our top 20, the back end here. Give me uh, your 11 through 20. Who you got? Okay, so 11, I have James Robinson. Okay. 12, I have Josh Jacobs. Uh Even even with Josh Jacobs' horrible matchup against the Bucs. I had him ranked one spot above Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 13. I have David Montgomery at 14. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you, could, you could almost make the case that David Montgomery should be a top 12 play. Uh, he has a more favorable matchup than Jacobs, Robinson, or, or even Jones, really. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, I got Kenyon Drake at 15, which is unfortunate because <sighs> – he, he, he had his one good game, so now we have to fucking roll with him for another four to five weeks before Chase Edmonds gets a shot to show that he's the better running back. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson at 16. David Johnson at 17. Devin Singletary at 18. Justin Jackson at 19. And Jarek McKinnon at 20. Wow, okay. It's, you know, when, when you – Start to get into that after outside of that top 15 range. That's when you start to see, I think, some some diversity in picks. Yep. So here's where I'm at. At number 11, I have uh, Jones, uh, Ronald Jones there. I think you had him at 10. I, think I, I, I have him at 10, yeah. So we're pretty, we're pretty close to the next few picks. I have Jones at 11. I have Jacobs at 12 and James Robinson at 13. I think they're very comparable. Yeah. I had a hard time necessarily making an argument one over the other. Josh Jacobs, I think – I have to give the edge to neither of them have a very good matchup though. No. Uh, David Montgomery. I have at 14 mm-hmm. again. I was tempted there to move him up. Although I just, 
David Montgomery is not a guy that you generally trust very much. You know what I mean? Um, no, but I mean, but he's still solid. And I think he's going to have definitely a chance of punching in a score, possibly even two. Yeah. Um, so where I think I know you're going to disagree with me is my number 15 pick. And we both had questionable 15 picks, I think. Uh, and that's, I have Deandre Swift at 15 against Atlanta. He had a great game. And look, I'm not, like, I'm not saying he is going to be some dominant guy. Once you're, you know, we're up, we're outside of RB one range. Now we're into our RB two range. And I definitely think that against Atlanta, uh, the way they like to use him in the passing game, I think he could, he could get a touchdown either on the ground or in the air as well as carve out uh, around 70 to 80 yards. Um, again, combination of passing and running against Atlanta. I like that matchup. Number 16, I have uh, Henderson from the Rams against Chicago. Mm. Number 17, I have Antonio Gibson. Number 18, I have Kenyon Drake. Number 19, and this is one of my big sleepers here. He's ranked number 37 by the consensus rankings. And I think that's just uh, the the news hasn't caught up yet. I have Giovanni Bernard at number 19. I do think he has a shot at, at cracking the top 20. And then at 20 with a very favorable matchup against the hapless Jets, I have Devin Singletary. I, I only disagree with one of those. And it's it's DeAndre Swift. Okay. He he is my bust. He is my bust at running back this week. Um and saying he's he's my bust, it, it's not. I'm not saying he doesn't have he doesn't have the potential to one day be an RB one. The guy's got fucking skills, dude. Like he can play. So, all right, I want now want to get clarity on what you mean by bust because right now he's a consensus mid RB two. Uh huh. Do you really think he he's that that is unrealistic given the matchup he has? I guess I'd be, I'd be looking at Swift as more of a flex play. Because there's too many mouths to feed in that fucking running game. Okay. Yes, he does get used more in the passing game, but when you're talking about this type of game that we both we both could reasonably expect this one to be a high scoring shootout. Yeah. You're not gonna see a lot of you're gonna see more involvement with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson in the pass game than you would with a DeAndre Swift and like little dump pass plays, especially in the second half. If, if it starts turning, turning into an offensive shootout, um, that's just my own opinion. Uh, Adrian Peterson's going to get his touches as well. Uh, carry on Johnson gets a little bit of work in that backfield mm-hmm. too. I, I think, I think he's going to be looked at a little too. He's, he's going to be rated a little too high for, for my own personal liking after one good game against the Jaguars. I don't see him in RB2 yet. Now, if he comes out and even replicates some of what he did last week, yeah, even even with it being against Atlanta, then yeah, sure. I would say DeAndre Swift moving forward to be in a mid-level RB2. This week, I, I, I'm, I'm going to – if I was a DeAndre Swift holder, I would be tempering my expectations. And if I'm starting him, it's in the fucking flex. And I agree with tempering expectations. If you're thinking he's going to put out RB1 numbers, I think that you're 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 a bit delusional about him. 
uh, a little over yeah. over optimistic but i i think that right now he's like again he's rated right in the middle of the rb2 i have him as a slightly higher end rb2 i think that's where he's going to be i think he's going to be an rb2 this this week um and i think that that i'm okay with that um any any other crazy crazy things from our lists that you noticed i know that we both had Kenyon drake in the back half there mm-hmm. uh, of our list we already talked about him a little bit do you like Antonio Gibson against Dallas? Yeah, I do. I have him at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a fantastic matchup to start. It is. It is. Um, and, the, I mean, the line on this game is only one point in favor of Dallas. So, I could I – could, there's, there's a big part of me that could see Washington winning this game and it not really being close. Mm-hmm. Um. Do I think that's how it's going to go? No, I think it'll more or less is it'll be a, a one score game. But I, I love if if they can if if Washington can get can get up ten points going into the half. I think that especially helps Antonio Gibson's spot is where he I have him in my rankings right now is because they're going to take that. They're not a high scoring offense, so oh we have a double digit lead. Why don't we just fucking run the ball and try and kill the clock out so we can try and get a dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I can see Antonio Gibson getting, getting some love here. Um, I think he has potential, potential uh, sleeper appeal. Although I do have some other sleepers identified that I really like. And my, my big sleeper is going to be whatever running back Denver starts against Kansas city. Because right now you got Gordon rated at 28 and Lindsay at 27. Um, Gordon is pending a, p- a possible suspension. So we're yeah. not sure yet if he's going to play. If he does play, I think he's going to crack top 20. If he doesn't play, then I think Lin- one of those two guys is going to crack the top 20 in running backs. I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, whichever one gets the start, and which we won't know until closer to game time, is going to be the guy. Um, I also like uh, Joshua Kelly this week at number 26. He's disappointed. I think this could be a matchup where he gets a little bit back on track. And rated at number 51, the 51st rated running back by consensus is Benny Snell. And I think Benny Snell sneaks into the end zone this this week. Yeah, he should be rated higher than 51. Yeah. But I would, I would, he'd be in that. 35 to 40 range for me not super high but not in the 50s he gets enough he gets enough work in this offense to where he shouldn't be in the 50s right and you look really anything past 30 we're really just talking about the backup running backs and i think he's about as high end of a backup running back this week as you can find um if you're desperate for a flex play i i i I would roll the dice on benny snell he has the potential to poach one from from connor and I do think that Pittsburgh is going to be going with a ground-heavy attack against Tennessee this week. Uh, your take on uh, Joshua Kelly, I, I don't, I don't agree with. Um, he was the presumed guy to be taking mm-hmm. over this workload when mm-hmm. Austin Eckler went down, and he has watched his touches evaporate every week to Justin Jackson, who has been. He's been much more productive, both yes. in the running and passing game, than Joshua Kelly. Um, I got, I got, I got Jackson at nineteen this week. Um, flex play, low end RB two. I mean, they're playing Jacksonville, so probably leaning more towards a low end RB two. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe you, you, you fucking live on a prayer and hope that Joshua Kelly fix it, figures his shit out this week, but I, I would be sticking with Justin Jackson. I have one deep sleeper that I don't even think I, – I, I, I didn't see his name in the consens- consensus rankings, and I'm not super shocked because he's not very well known. Okay. Jamichael Hasty. Oh, yeah, for the Niners. Yeah. Undrafted running back for San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, through this week, has come out and said that they have depended upon Jarek McKinnon too much in the absence of um, Raheem Mostert, who is out again, more than likely heading back to the IR, and Tevin Coleman, who's weeks away from coming back, but who gives a shit? Tevin Coleman sucks. Michael Hasty has slowly found his way into getting a little bit of work since week three. He got a couple of touches against the Giants. Um, he got so he would like then last week against the Rams, they threw him out there and he was the one who was like Debo got the, the first down to seal it, but Hasty was the one rushing the ball, killing the clock to try and preserve that win. Um, He's fuck, dude. He's fast. He's quick. He's a one cut, fucking up the field type type of back. Um, and he's the next in the he's next in the in 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 the uh, uh, depth depth order now. Behind McKinnon. Um, McKinnon's the one, but I mean, with everything that Shanahan has come out and said, Hasty's going to get a decent amount of work. Okay. I mean, all right, but sure. I think he's going to outplay whatever ranking he has. Um, but where would you play him uh, in your fantasy lineup? Like, this week? Yeah. This week, I would. Like, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if I had enough faith in him to even, even this recommend is the him week, as a flex play. This is the week I would be grabbing him off the waiver wire. Stash him on your bench if you need running back help. Okay. Because I believe this would be the game where he gets enough work to where he can carve out a role in Kyle Shanahan's run game, much like Mostert did, to where he he can find himself RB2 on this list moving forward when Mostert comes back. All right. Let's go. Let's look at our running back busts. Did you notice who I left out of my top 20? No. Who'd you leave out? David Johnson. No. He's a consensus 15 this week. And I I think that he has, he's going to have a bit of a rough time and it's going to be a game where it's going to be a lot of throwing. You're going to see Deshaun Watson ended up being the dominant guy, the offensive force there for Houston. He's going to be throwing a lot. He's going to be running a lot. David Johnson is not going to get much, uh, I don't think, uh, in the way it touches after the first quarter. I think we're going to shift away from him. And uh, I, I don't see him finishing in the top 20 this week. I mean, I just based off his volume alone, I could see him being a top 20 plague, especially against a Green Bay team that's not super good against the rush and and struggles to contain running backs out of the backfield in the past game. Um, 
He's not he's not a high flyer. I would throw him as a as a flex play this week, but that'd be that'd be about as high as I'd be willing to go on him. What about you? You got any busts? Yeah, uh, no. I just I DeAndre Swift was my that 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 was my biggest takeaway as far as a bust this week. All right, all right. So that means that the running back segment is over, and it's time for wide receivers. So stick around. Top twenty wide receivers coming up next. Welcome back, everyone. It's time to talk about wide receivers. Tyler, are, are you okay over there? I don't appreciate you scolding me. Well, well I would never scold you. Yeah, are you, you got anything you want? Any funny things you want to say? Or am I good to just start this segment? I don't appreciate <laughs> you scolding me. All right. I tried to make. I tried to make a joke. And guess what, man? Nobody bats a thousand. Nobody. Sometimes you're gonna swing and you're gonna you're gonna miss. Okay, it, shit happens. You know, good players usually bat at least 300, but we'll, we'll go on. Uh, wide receivers, give me your top 10, and then I'll give you my top 10. You know how we do this. Thank you. I, you know how – man. I got D-Hop at one, Devontae Adams at two, Julio Jones at three, Kenny Galladay at four, Calvin Ridley at five. I'm going to so say right now, we have the exact same players in the top five, just slightly different order. But, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. I, 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 you wanted me to do my top ten, and you cut me off. Oh, I apologize. I didn't Is realize that, I was doing that. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know how this works. <laughs> At six, I have Tyreek Hill. Seven, uh, I have DK Metcalf. At eight, I have A.J. Brown. Nine, Stefan Diggs. Ten, Chris Godwin. Wow. Okay, we have a very, very, very similar list. Uh, the only player in my top ten that did not make your top ten was Will Fuller, who I have at number nine. But let me give you my breakdown. I have D. Hopkins, one. Devontae Adams, two. I have Kenny Galladay at three. Of course Calvin, you do. Of course I do. Calvin Why wouldn't Ridley you? Calvin Ridley at four and Julio Jones at five. Look, between three, four, and five, any one of those guys could come out on top. Kenny Galladay doesn't have to compete for touches like Ridley and Julio Jones do with each other. At the end of the day, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are going to combine to have better games, but I do think Kenny Galladay has a good shot at having the standout performance of the game for that. Just continuing that that trend of fucking shoving his dick in your mouth. Keep going. All right. I got Tyreek Hill at six. DK Metcalf at seven. Uh Stefan Diggs at eight. Will Fuller at nine. AJ Brown at 10. I would have liked to put AJ Brown a little higher, but he is playing a little bit banged up against a tough Pittsburgh team. So uh, he is at number 10 for me. That's where I got him. Not a bad list. We agree pretty much 90% of it. Yeah. Right. And I'm guessing Will Fuller isn't too far down your list from your top 10. No. No. He's a 12. Yeah. I, I have him as a bit of a sleeper this week. Yeah. I Will Fuller's going to have a nice game. I yeah. just I, – I, I like some, I like the potential for the dudes in the 8, 9 – well, A.J. Brown, I don't know. Maybe he's just going to – I see – if he's going to be a top 10 play, it's going to be sheerly out of volume. And – 
Pittsburgh being up big, forcing Tannehill to throw a lot. Um, I love Godwin's matchup against the Raiders. I, I, I love Godwin Dig- at eleven. Yeah, I, I love Diggs's. The Jets, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that's going to hurt Diggs is the fact that there's a very good chance Buffalo doesn't throw a single pass after the, the you know first half. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, 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 I like Diggs as a top 10 play this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, the second half here. Okay. So at 11, uh-huh. this was the guy that I was telling you about who in the consensus rank consensus ranks was top 20, but at the back half of the 20, he is, a, I, I have, I have a really hard time calling him a sleeper, but based off of where he's ranked, I guess I'd call him a sleeper. Keenan Allen at 11 versus Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I love that matchup. Justin Herbert loves getting Allen targets and Allen does just about everything he can with just about every one of those fucking targets. I love Keenan Allen. I could, I could, I so, I so wanted to put him in the top 10, but he barely misses the cut. I got him at 11. Um, I have Will Fuller at 12, Tyler Lockett at 13. All right. Mike Evans at 14. Mm. Allen Robinson at 15 against the Rams. Amari Cooper at 16. Robbie Anderson at 17. Robert Woods at 18. Uh, Chase Claypool making his way into the top 20 for the first time. I have him at 19. And then I have my other sleeper this week, Christian Kirk at 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is that is a little bit of a sleeper there. I like that one. Uh, so your, your Keenan Allen pick, I don't have Keenan Allen nearly as high, but the, the guys that I have in front of him, I don't necessarily – I kind of see them all in the same tier. I have Chris Godwin at 11, and I would say he he's probably a, a cut above. But after mm-hmm. that, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin – Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson, Keenan Allen, uh, in that order. And I don't know that there's a, you could move any one of those guys around, uh, from Lockett to Allen, any, any of those five guys around and I'm okay with it. Um, I don't, I don't see any one of them stand out so much better than the other. I, I mean, if you like Keenan Allen's, uh, Matt lineup or matchup against Jacksonville, sure. Uh, I can, I can see that. Why Keenan Allen's, uh, low end, Middle of the pack wide receiver one for me this week. Um, he I, Keenan Allen's gonna eat like okay. I'm Jackson- more of a high end RB two, but or a wide receiver two, but that that's fine. I can I can live with him being a low end wide receiver I, one. I like it because Jacksonville is a bad team, but scrappy enough to where they don't necessarily like the Jets. They don't just fucking lay down and play dead, right? They'll keep. They can keep a game competitive. They're just gonna lose. I mean, yeah, I can. I, I can definitely see that. Um, I I think Godwin has a great. Uh, is gonna get a lot of love from Brady. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, I think, is gonna do well. Uh, I know that we already got Metcalf up there in the top ten, but yep. Seattle has proven they can support two top fifteen receivers. They did. Lockett, they. In a game against Arizona, where I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth, I, I like him. They were able to sustain two top 20 wide receivers for only the first three games. 
-hmm. ever since then it's been Metcalf finishing in top 20 and Lockett finishing outside of it. But just like you said, this, this is two teams who have two strong armed mobile quarterbacks. I would be trying to get just about every wide receiver play in this game that I possibly could, because I do see it being a high scoring shootout esque type of game because both are very bad, very bad on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I like, I, I, I think this is the week where Metcalf and Lockett will finish again, both top 20. Um, a D hop is going to have a great game. Um, and then, and then I, I do like, <clears throat> I do like Christian Kirk this week as well, getting loose in that shaky secondary. Right. And then after Lockett, like I said, I had McLaurin against Dallas. That's just a great matchup. Robinson um, is playing against uh, Allen Robinson against the Rams. I mean, Allen Robinson is just, whether you love him or hate him, you can never leave him outside your top 15. He's just that consistent of a go-to guy. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, even though I know how high you are on Allen Robinson. Not this week. Oh, all right. Robbie Anderson uh, at New Orleans. Keenan Allen, like I said, 16. Number 17, I have Amari Cooper at Washington. Okay. okay. Number 18, Chase Claypool. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I like Chase Claypool. Yep. 19 and 20. I'm going to be wrong on one of these two guys because they're on the same team. One of them's going to make it there. One of them's not. You Let me guess. Know. Let me guess. Yep. You already know. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Okay. That's correct. Now, who do I think is my sleeper to sneak in there for whoever does not? Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks has a great chance at making cracking just the the top, the bottom half, sorry, of that top 20. Sure. Um, and replacing whichever one of those two guys doesn't make. I do not think the Rams offense can sustain two top 20 receivers against the Chicago Bears, but I do think no. at least one of them is going to make it. Um, so whichever one doesn't, I like Brandon Cooks to fill it in. Brandon Cooks has caught in the last two games, 17 out of 21 targets for 229 yards and two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He's ranked number 30 currently. I think is a real shot at sneaking into the top 20. Yeah, I like. I I, I have no gripes whatsoever about uh, Brandon Cooks being at 20 or just like on the cusp of 20. Uh, right. 30 is way too low because. Cooks has he's established himself over the last two weeks as Deshaun Watson's number two. Correct. Um, in, in that, and it, for the first couple of weeks, it was like, is it going to be Brandon Cooks? Is it going to be Randall Cobb? Who the fuck? What, what's going to happen? Because um, Will Fuller is the clear cut number one, sure. um, but Brandon Cooks has taken strides over the last two weeks, showing that yeah, he's the number two, and Randall Cobb is just going to be a guy that plays out of the slot in three wide receiver sets. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, uh, Any other sleepers that you got that you like? No. I say I, Christian Kirk. I, I agree with you, uh, and it seems to be a conversation when we talk about the wide receiver position every week. It, it's mm -hmm. is it going to be Robert Woods? Is it going to be Cooper Cup? One's going to finish inside the 20. The other one's not. Mm -hmm. um, I, I put Woods. Pretty much have, happened last week. Yeah. I, I have Woods at 18. And I'm going to continue. At, 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 when we continue to get into these type of ranking situations where we don't know who the guy is going to be, mm -hmm. but they're ranked pretty close, I'm always going to go with Robert Woods because Robert Woods has involvement in the run game as well. Right. Um, 
So it's just, it, it's not a lot, but it's more opportunity for more scoring. Um, so yeah, I, I'll take, I, I'll take Robert Woods over Cooper cup this week. Um, and I, I'm, I, I, you just don't know. Cause who, who, th- these are two good pass defenses, number two and number three in the league um, that are going up against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also leads to keeping it in the same game. It leads to my bust. And it's a guy who you said I'm high on, but I am not. Allen Robinson. You think he's going to fall outside the top 20? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, he's going to be absolutely 100% covered by Jalen Ramsey throughout this game. Um, and also, if you look, even looking back to last week, Nick Foles, don't look at, mm-hmm. don't look at Allen Robinson's target share, like how many targets he pulled in last week, because I, I'm, I'm going to get to the exact number right now. Right. But it, it, he's not getting targeted past the one or two, one, one yard or two yards away from, from the from 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 the 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 line of scrimmage, like he's right. getting he they're, they're setting him up, trying to get him going with a lot of wide receiver screens and shit like that. Like that's not that that's that, that's not the type of game he plays. He had here we go. He had five catches on nine targets. His longest reception was twenty three yards. He he finished the game with fifty three. A couple like I can I can tell you right now, at least two of those t- receptions he had were for one yard both and it's Allen Robinson's a guy you don't that he's not your screen style of wide receiver especially in an offense where he's the number one he's the guy you're looking to send down field to make to to to, to make big plays because I, I I still stand by it Allen Robinson is quarterback proof but he's only going to be quarterback proof if you're fucking giving him the opportunity down the field to make a play with the ball Instead of trying to get him go, trying to get him involved at the line of scrimmage when he's going to get wrapped up because if you're playing even an okay defense, mm-hmm. they know that Allen Robinson is the focal point of that offense. So that's who they are going to be honing in on the most in their game in, in their defensive game strategy. So I, I, I'm 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 not high on Allen Robinson, and unfortunately, I don't have a better option to start over him in the league that you and I co-run a team. Um, but I actually, in my other league, I got rid of him. I, I traded him off. Um, Cause I, I just, until Nick, until Nick Foles starts showing that he's willing to go down the field to Robinson, which he hasn't really done since the game against Atlanta, where he took over, for Chicago with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter when they benched Trubisky. That was legitimately like the only game play so far that Nick Foles has been targeting Robinson down the field. So I'm out on Robinson this week. There's plenty of other options, one through 12 through 20 that you could start that I feel we're gonna, are going to have better games than Allen Robinson this week. So, all right, and I'll, I'll get to my bust pick here in a minute. I, already, I know we talked about one of Woods or Cup will probably bust – but I did want to have one more sleeper I wanted to talk about, and that's T. Higgins. He's ran it at 26. In the past five games, 
he's had 38 targets. He has not mm-hmm. had below six targets a single game. And I against the Cleveland pass defense, I really do think he has a shot at cracking the top 20. So I, I'm I'm throwing out a you know a, a sleeper uh, look at his direction. If you have T Higgins, this is a good time to play him in your flex. Yeah, yeah, I uh, agree. My bust pick this week, uh, someone who you have in your top 15, and I don't think he's going to finish, honestly, in the top 30, uh, and that's Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans, in the three games he's played alongside Chris Godwin with Tom Brady as a starting quarterback, he has had 10 total targets over three games. He's just – the volume isn't going to be there for him. He might He might salvage the day with a – you know, two yard touchdown reception. But now that Gronk has been coming along and not that I'm necessarily sold on Gronk, but now that Tom Brady is starting to look more Gronk's direction in red zone situations, that's just one more person he's got to compete with. And that's where he's making his money. And Chris Godwin being back. I don't see it for Mike Evans. I, I am. This is the week I trade Mike Evans. This is the week I trade Mike Evans. He is as long as Chris Godwin is healthy, Mike Evans is not going to have quarter uh, wide receiver one or two value for the rest of the season uh i agree with your take that this is the week to trade mike evans being at if he throws up another stinker this week he is going to have little to no value yeah coming in the weeks going forward because of the guy they just brought in antonio brown Right. Like you've got two great receiving options. And I like Mike Evans is a solid wide receiver. Sure. No, this is nothing against his skill. Tom Brady just isn't going to look his right. direction when he's got Chris Godwin going out the middle. Evan, like this is Evans real last chance to try and demand more looks from Tom Brady, because we already know Tom Brady loves Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Well, he has some absurd fascination with Antonio Brown. I like, yeah, he's a he's a generational type fucking player. Like he is, and a one of one of at least our generation's greatest wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a fucking nutcase, and it, 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 in my opinion, unless he's truly knocked his shit off and figured out that he was acting like a complete prick. Mm-hmm. It's the same take you and I had when he got released from New England. If you can't figure it out under Bill Belichick, no one's going to be able to contain you. Like no one's, you're not going to work in any organization. You will go into an organization with the way you act and you will tear it from the ground up. Um, But with Mike Evans, like this is the last thing. Antonio Brown is going to be active next week. Barring any COVID setbacks. Mike Evans needs like this is his make or break game in this offense because the second Antonio Brown becomes available to Tom Brady, we already know he's not going to go away from Chris Godwin. It's going to be going completely away from Mike Evans. And you're going to have a really hard time getting any type of fucking trade value for a Mike Evans. Who's essentially the wide receiver three in that offense. And it's like a wide receiver three in that offense might as well be a wide receiver 10. Look, here is, Mike Evans' stats in the three games he has played along Chris Godwin. He has 10 targets for four catches, totaling 14 yards. 
Yep. Now, <laughs> impressively enough, of those four catches, three of them were for touchdowns yeah. for two yards or less. Mm-hmm. So he is exclusively, exclusively a red zone target for Tom Brady when he when Chris Godwin is playing. Exclusively. And guess what? He started targeting Gronk. So what happened last game? He had two targets, one catch, 10 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm with you. I'm not sold on Gronk at all. Um, but Gronk is a red zone threat. And if, you know, you and they have start- Ronald Jones too. So like they, they'd like to run the ball to Ronald Jones and in, in the red zone too. So even that opportunity for touchdowns is not going to be there so much. Look, trade, trade Mike Evans. He is not going to produce. I agree. And try and trade it to one of the fucking glue sniffers in your fucking league that just see Mike Evans and think big name. Like, Oh, Oh, I know him. He's talked about a lot in fantasy football. I want him and and doesn't go and check his stat line or have any kind of concept of the, of an actual NFL roster gameplay. Right. My Mike Evans in most drafts was somewhere around around three ADP. So if you can get a round three player in return that you're, you're getting a huge Good luck. Good luck. Uh, That's not happening. Uh, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, But if you can get, if you can get something in that value for Mike Evans, you can sell him the fact that he has six touchdown grabs on the year through six games, which is phenomenal. But uh, unless Chris Godwin goes down for a significant amount of time, which is never something you want to bank on, right? You never want to bank on a player be able to succeed because of someone else getting hurt in front of them. Uh, Like this guy's fantasy value is shot for the rest of the season. Yep. And realistically, it's shot for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Especially if they retain Antonio Brown after this season, because they they're still they're still gonna have Godwin, yeah. they're still gonna have Scotty Miller. I I don't know. Uh, I, I I would not be shocked if Evans is playing on another team next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The the only way Evans ever returns to having I think fantasy relevancy with Tampa Bay is if they get a new quarterback, one that likes to throw the deep ball, likes to throw to the outside receivers, because that's the kind of receiver he is. He's an outside target threat. He's not going to run over the middle. He's not going to be your slot guy. So uh, you got anything else you want to add? Any other sleepers or busts you want to add before we go on Uh, to the tight end segment? No, I'm good. We we covered a lot of it. Yeah. I think think we agree on a lot. We don't disagree on a whole hell of a lot. uh, yeah all right all right well that that does it for wide receivers stick around tight ends coming up next you're gonna do a podcast with jackson <laughs> that's gonna welcome. be my replacement <laughs> <laughs> welcome back everyone <laughs> good luck understanding a fucking word that guy says yeah no uh uh I, I feel for our listeners right now because they have no idea what's going on. A little bit of inside joke between me and Tyler here. Yeah, but he's talking about who he's going to replace me with. I I am not replacing Tyler, okay. at least not currently, because we got to talk about tight ends. So, Tyler, go ahead, give me your list: top twelve tight ends this week. All right, 
got Kelsey at one, Kittle at two, Darren Waller at three. Yep. I have Hunter Henry at four. Okay. Hawkinson at five. Okay. Six, Johnny Smith. All right. Seven. Maybe a little bit of a sleeper take. Not some, I, I, I don't know. But Robert Tanyan, I got him coming in at seven. Well, he's he's rated seven in the consensus, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had Austin Hooper at eight, but he's been ruled out. Right. Uh, with appendicitis. So I got Dalton Schultz at eight. Uh, Gronk, we'll get into this. Gronk is at nine. Graham, Jimmy Graham at 10, Eric Ebron at 11, and then at 12, I have Noah Fant. Okay. So our first eight or so tight ends look very, very similar. I, I kind of have Kelsey, Kelsey Kittle Waller in the exact same order. They're kind of the, the very top tier there. Yep. I see a second tier of TJ Hawkinson and Hunter Henry with the matchups they have. Um, I have TJ at four. You have you have him at five. Yeah, I have whatever. I'm I'm okay with either one of those. Yep. Six, seven, and eight. We have the same guys, just different order. I got Schultz at six, Tanya mm-hmm. at seven, and uh, Johnny Smith at eight. Eight. I, again, I see them very similar in tier. The interesting thing is Johnny Smith is rated 16 in the consensus, and that puts him quite a bit higher. But also, mm-hmm. he is coming off injury. Right. Um, I th- I think much like with the the Giovanni Bernard. Mm-hmm. ranking i think they had him rated so low because he was questionable throughout the week and was pulled out of the game last week so right he has been practicing uh, at least yesterday so he should be he should be suiting up he's a full go yeah he is he a full go up. johnny um, was a full go aj brown is the one that, that's still in question so so really the you know the top eight would really agree and then after that it kind of turns into a bit of a shit show sure yeah uh Okay, so you had Gronk at nine, and yep. well, the one thing we can both agree is that the experts having him at six is too high. Way wrong. Yeah, way uh, wrong. I have him. I have him at twelve. He is going to be a touchdown dependent top ten finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had a really nice game last week, and I know we kind of had to eat crow on on the performance he put up last week, especially after we thought he was really going to bust. He had a great game last that. week, but I, from one, I'm not sure that's going to be fully sustainable and and two I, I do think calvin ridley is or not calvin ridley excuse me uh, chris godwin is going to just eat into too much of that share especially uh over the middle part of the fields so once you get into the red zone yeah gronk is is a little bit of a threat uh but when you look at the game that he had last week which i think has everyone really sold on we had five catches 78 yards and a touchdown on eight targets Look, that, that's the only game he's had all season where he had more than five fantasy points in standard scoring. Yeah. The only one. <clears throat> so to believe that that is going to be what's happening as opposed to the other five games where we had five fantasy points or less, including a goose egg, I, I have a hard time. He's had one top 10 finish, and that was last week at number six. I don't yeah. – I, I think that him falling outside of the top 10 – is more likely than him falling inside of it personally. Um, but that being said, there's not a whole lot of clear options after we get those side those eight guys. I got Ebron at nine. I got Hayden Hurst at 10, although I don't love that. I got Cook at 11, Gronk at 12. 
Um, a couple of sleeper picks I got for my tight ends. Tyler Higby at 17 against a Bears defense that has actually been surprisingly bad stopping tight ends is, is an option. And Logan Thomas against Dallas. Logan Thomas has had at least four targets each game. He hasn't always done a whole lot with them, but he's had a couple of games where he's had upwards of eight targets. And against Dallas, who struggles to stop every position, Logan Thomas uh, could be very productive. Ranked number 18, he could finish in the top 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made. It's mm-hmm. just solely based off of matchup alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I, another dude, um, super touchdown dependent, but this is a uh, uh, this is a game that could could very well find its find itself into a high scoring shootout pace type of game. Is uh, is, is Darren Fells? Yeah, for, for Houston. Sure. Sure. Super touchdown dependent. He has three of them on the year. Um, and he is the guy that Deshaun Watson looks at after Will Fuller. If Will Fuller doesn't have a shot, Darren Fells is going to be open somewhere in the middle. Sure. Um, so I got him as a sleeper. I don't know. I know he wasn't ranked in, in the I think top. he was right around 16. Yeah. See, and f- f- when you once you get outside of the eight, top eight for tight ends. Yeah. You're right. It's a shit show because basically all of those people below that are touchdown dependent correct, plays. Correct. Um, but Jimmy I like Graham there too. I know that you had yep. him in your top 12. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Graham's up there. I think Eric Ebron of, of that group, maybe I put him at nine just because I do think he's going to have a little bit more consistency with volume um, against Tennessee with, with uh, the Steelers there. But yeah, even he is a bit touchdown dependent for his success as well. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these guys are. Whereas Schultz, Tanya, and Smith, and the other guys we talked about, they very well could have five catches for seventy yards. Say any one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Any busts you got for uh, tight end? Uh, just one, and uh, we are we already pretty much covered it. Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Having him ranked at sixth after one good game yeah is it's it's a lot like it's a lot like how these consensus ranks are ranking looking at deandre swift like oh my god he put up running back one numbers let's let's fucking let's lose our minds and fucking rate rate him too high the, the consensus on swift is a lot more reasonable because he put up running back one numbers and he's rated as a running back two this week even Gronk, though I, I still think that's too much, but Gronk right. through six games has 17 catches on 28 targets. Yeah. And, and most of that ju- has been he, in the last two weeks. And he just scored his first touchdown. Correct. Having him at six above guys like a Dalton Schultz, a, a Tanyan even, who have put together more than one Yeah. Decent day for tight end play. Smith. Yeah, dude. It, no, yeah. it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is that is insane. I don't like that at all. Um, but yeah, I think that that's where I'm at too. John Smith. I just looked. John Smith is slowly moving up. When I checked the rankings this morning, he was at 16. That was a few hours ago. He's now at 14. So people are starting to, to move him up there. Noah Fant that you had, I, I like him too. It's just he has a bad matchup. Kansas City has been very stingy against tight ends this year. Um, and 
but that being said, Drew Locke does like his tight ends. He does. Who, who's the, I can't even say the name of the guy that was his backup. It starts with an O. It was like Oswala Gula Walla or uh, Aqua Aquaga Boonham. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't you you got. That. You probably got it more right than yeah. I would. Um, uh, he last week. Um, he had six targets for 45 yards, right? And he only caught two of his six targets. You put a Noah Fanton there who's a lot more talented, a lot more skilled. He's going to do a lot more of those six targets. The point is he wasn't doing a whole lot. He only brought down two of of his grabs. Uh, But he still was looked at six times with Drew Locke. He's going to have Noah Fant back. You can expect Noah Fant to have that that level of volume. I'm I'm expecting six to eight targets for Noah Fant. Uh, Probably four or five receptions. So Noah Fant was just outside my top 12, and I think he could – he could easily fit inside the top 12 now, now that I think about it. It's just he, a tough matchup. It's just a bad he, matchup. I, I would have him in my top 10 if reports were out that he's 100%. Correct. Go, a go. Correct. <clears throat> um, because even if he goes out there, they might limit his workload. They might, he may not get the, the amount of snaps because he's been missing. He's missed three weeks now coming into this game. And at least the last two weeks, it was like it was hyped. They're like, no, 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 fan is coming back. He's he's, and then Friday, Saturdays comes out. Uh, no, no, fan's been ruled out. It's it's yeah. kind of like it's 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 with him. It's like the Michael Thomas type of situation. Like he's been hyped to come back for three weeks, but it's it hasn't by, by Friday he's ruled out. He's still a questionable play, uh, qu- questionable to play this week. I just. I, if he's a go, I I would be. If you have a better option, I would start him. Yeah. Uh, just to, just to see where he's at. Yeah. He if is trending to playing on the latest reports, but as you said, we don't know how. We don't know. And in football, that that can be a thing. Now, one thing that you I I was looking at that I thought was interesting. Would you mind pulling up the stats you read to me about Gronk and what he's done so far this season? Yeah. It was. 16 well I, I'm, I'm currently pulling it up but it was 16 catches or 17 catches on 28 targets mm-hmm. uh 200 i think it was 281 yards and a touchdown let me make sure that oh, i'm sorry so 17 receptions 28 targets 218 yards Correct. and a touchdown right okay and that was over six games six games yeah here is what Noah Fant has done in four games, really three and a half games because he got hurt in the middle of the Jets game. Right. Okay. 19 catches on 27 targets for 219 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like the putting Gronk ahead of a guy like Fant to me, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, and the only reason why he's not higher in my list is because of the injury if and, and the matchup, if I knew he was fully healthy and, and he had a better matchup, uh, Noah Fant would be a, a top 10 play. Yeah, no, not even uh, second guessing it. Yep, I agree. All right, anything else you guys say about tight ends? Nope, I'm good on tight ends, and let's uh, we can swiftly go into a little bit of defensive talk. I think from this week forward, I don't necessarily know if we have to list. Right, our defenses, but we can talk about a couple of matchups for fantasy. Right. That's defenses. what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, this week, <laughs> who who do you love this week uh, defensively? Uh, the Bills. Yeah. All right. That's the one that. That's the, the one that stands out. The Bills mm-hmm. are a no doubt 
top tier. Um, I like the Bucks. The Bucks is we talked about it last night. The Buck, the Raiders are going to be missing their entire offensive line. Right. Yeah. I I love the Bucks defensive matchup. Yeah. Um, I like the Rams and the Bears about the same. Sure. I mean, uh, they're going to give up some points, but they're probably going to force some turnovers uh, on but both quarterbacks are, are going to, I, I think, be uh, prone to either getting sacked or forcing turnovers here. Here is probably the biggest question mark for guys that are sh- either you got a defense on by or you're, you're you're you found yourself in a situation where you ended up drafting the wrong defense. And mm-hmm. now you have to pretty much stream them for the rest of the year. The Cowboys defense going up against a pretty bad Washington offense. But the Cowboys have only had one game where they have scored more than zero points from the fantasy perspective. And that was against the Eagles, I believe. Um, That is – no, sorry. They've had – the Dallas Cowboys have had two games of positive scoring in standard format and that is against the Rams in week one, they scored four uh, and they have scored nine points against the giants. That's who it was the giants. Okay. They have not Um, played the Eagles yet. So like for, 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 for for someone, okay. Like we'll take the situation of our, our, uh, our combined team. Mm -hmm. We drafted the Baltimore defense. Baltimore's on by this week. Correct. The best available option for defense on the waiver wire is Dallas. I am. Would you pull the trigger and take a chance on Dallas? Maybe being able to put up a positive game or would you just roll without a defense and hope for the best in a, in a matchup where you're actually, where you're not favored at all. So when you say Dallas is our best option, you mean like there is no one else on the on the road? Because I don't have access to see what you can see for the, for the listeners. Pull it up right now. Um, wow, it stuns me that Dallas is the best option we have. Dallas, Cincinnati, uh, the Chargers. I is the Chargers. A, it's a decent option, but like Jacksonville can put up points. Jacksonville has Gardner Minshew who puts up mistakes. He, True. yeah, he'll put up some points. He puts up mistakes. Jacksonville bleeds points to defensive special teams this year. I, I, that, that this to me is a no brainer. You take the chargers, their consensus in top five uh, defense this week. I have them in, in my money league where um, that we're playing in. Uh, Cause I have the Ravens defense in that one as well. And I'm plugging them in uh, to fill that. Um, and the chargers have scored positive points. That haven't been, hasn't been huge. But they've had some tough matchups against Kansas City, against New Orleans, and even against True. those teams, they've put up positive points. I think against Jacksonville, which is a favorable matchup on paper at least, uh, you got to go with them. Yeah, well, that's why we consult, because the Chargers are now in our starting lineup. But it is an interesting point about, for those of you fans who are listening in and we're wondering, okay, do we start – should we start Dallas or should we uh, – just play no one. And if your options is Dallas and that that's your best option I would against Washington, I'd play them. I would. Washington is one of the 
best teams at giving up points to defensive special teams this year. Um, they're one of the top rated teams for that. I believe they're, they are a top five. Yes. They're a top, top three team in giving up points to defensive special teams. They have a hard time protecting their quarterback and even the Cowboys, even the Cowboys will, will get a positive score against them. We'll see. I, I don't believe that. Cause I mean, they... when you look at the teams that Dallas scored negative on, it was Atlanta, it was Cleveland and it was Arizona, right? Cleveland dominated them with the run. What did they score against the Giants? Nine. Oh, yeah. They scored nine points against the Giants. So they had two sacks, they had a touchdown, um, and they had a fumble recovery. Obviously, they're, you're probably not banking on that touchdown, but I, I would say playing this Washington, I, I could see them comfortably getting around five points. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I if, if the Chargers are out there for you, though, I would be going with the Chargers over Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns are out there against Cincinnati. I like them, too, um, as, a, as, a, as a pinch, as a pick in the pinch. Um, mm, I don't. Uh-uh. Joe Burrow lit them up in his second career game. They still scored positive points. I – I, I do not like that matchup. I see Joe Burrow having himself a very, very nice day. Okay. All right. Any, any other matchups you, you uh, see here on defense no. that you love? No, there's not a whole hell of a lot. There's, uh, Looks like I lost Tyler there for a second. I said the – with the Colts on by and the Ravens on by, you've got two of your top defenses in the league, not you know not playing this week. So there's really you're you're going to be taking some gambles on the defensive side. Yeah, fantasy this week. I agree. Um, all right. Well, that does it. I think we've covered everything. Yep. Yeah. How about that? How so about that? This was uh, podcast is going to be uh, going out on all the platforms that we usually talk about. Obviously, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcast, uh, Overcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. That's where you can catch us and Anchor. So if you have any of those apps, download them, watch us, listen to us, I should say, and let us know what you think. Give us a shout out, all right? Our Twitter handle, at UnsportComment. Any last words, Tyler? Uh, good luck to everybody in your matchups this week. Go ahead. Uh, if you have not already, go ahead and give our uh, week seven pick episode a, a quick listen to, especially that second half. If you want to hear me lose my fucking mind, um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, T Klein, T Klein 49ers. Um, yeah, and good luck in your matchups this week, everybody. And we will talk to you on Tuesday. Uh, one thing that I would like to to point out here before we do go, one last thing, sorry, is that uh, next week me and you are going head to head in our matchup in our uh, in our money league. Oh, are we? Hold on, we are. Hold on, because I, I actually I I, I want to see. Hold on, do I have anyone? Nope, I have nobody on by next week. You are fucked. Mm, I do not have anyone except the kicker that I picked up this week on by. Ooh, 
Ooh. That'll be okay. And oh, and I'll have Ryan Tannehill playing against Cincinnati. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It should be a good one next week. Yeah. Go ahead. Good. Go ahead and look at the early projected scores for that. Well, I have. I don't have a full roster in and the early projected score. You, you're you're missing a kicker. Right, but I also don't have my optimal lineup. Um, yeah. yeah, like. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna have a nice little. We're gonna have a nice little good. fucking wager to place next yes. week. Yes, and I, I don't have my. Yeah, I don't have my starting quarterback or starting defense in that projected lineup. So, it'll it'll be about. You'll be favored by projections by about four or five points. Mm, that Devontae Adams trade's looking pretty good right now. Ah, well, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a good one. Everyone out there, good luck this week. We hope you have success in your games, unless of course you're playing one of us. We hope you lose. That's right. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.